0: Welcome to More Than Ink.
1: So have you ever had a fly in your house that won't go away, that is just such a pest? Oh, yeah. Dives, bombs your face. And it only takes a single fly. You're trying to take a nap. Goes up boos, your nose, ow, ow, lands yeah, on your that. eyelids.
0: Yeah, a single fly can just make your day miserable. So
1: imagine if there were millions and millions of them. Yeah, say swarms. Swarms. Yeah,
0: today on Unleaving. More Than Ink. Good. Good morning, this is Jim. And this is Dorothy. And we're glad you're with us. I hope you got over the frog episode last time, <laughs> the heap of stinking frogs. Well, it's wintertime right
1: now, so we're not hearing any frogs. Well, that's true. But yeah. I always look forward to them in the spring. And
0: that's true. That's true. Yeah, I remember as a kid, we used to collect frog eggs in the swampy area mm-hmm. that was across from our house. There's little gelatinous around things. And my brother brought them inside one year, put them in some water in an aquarium, and then they hatched. And they turned into tadpoles, and they're so cute. They are cute, uh, but then they all they died, die, and, and they get stink. stinky. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I think of every time I read frogs. I, I can relate with those piles of stinking frogs. Well, anyway, today press on. We are past plagues one and two, and we're into plague. Uh, we're going to look at plagues three and four today. Okay, and we're in the Book of Exodus. Oh, that's right. We're-, we're in Exodus. In case you can't track what the heck he's talking about, yeah, we're in Exodus, and uh, and God is slowly um, moving the Israelites out by going through a series of plagues with Pharaoh, and uh, and his heart is getting harder Boy. and harder and harder and so today we do that as well god is actually using the natural realm not as a cause but the but to demonstrate the fact that he is actually in charge of it it. he reigns over he's the king of this realm weird egyptian gods exactly so this is uh in many ways this is a direct affront against the egyptian beliefs in the god system which are gods that are oriented toward nature and so god's gonna challenge those at every turn so today in chapter eight we're starting in verse 16. And we're going to continue with this confrontation. Remember, last time, last time when we left the frog stuff, Pharaoh said that he would release the people.
1: So that they could go and sacrifice. Anymore. So that he could go he sacrifice. wasn't going to let them go free altogether. That's
0: right. But he seemed to relent to some way. And then, uh, and then God uh, changed the frog situation. And Pharaoh said, oh, nope. My mind. Yeah,
1: because there was an inkling that Pharaoh was willing to acknowledge at least that there was this other God. Yeah. He said, now, yeah. plead to me, plead to him, plead for, to him me, for me, yeah. and I'll let you go and sacrifice yeah. to him.
0: Yeah, and well, that would sound like progress to me until he changed his mind, Think. and then it's not progress. So yeah. that's, where, that's where we come in in verse 16. You want to read for us? Sure, we'll and we don't in. know
1: exactly how long after this is, and no. those who accept a naturalistic explanation for the plagues would say, well, all those rotting frogs then produced lots of gnats swarming around in the air but in any case this is the next this is the next plague verse 16 of chapter 8 then the lord said to moses say to aaron stretch out your staff and strike the dust of the earth so that it may become gnats in all the land of egypt and they did so Mm -hmm. aaron stretched out his hand with his staff and struck the dust of the earth and there were gnats on man and beast All the dust of the earth became gnats in all the land of Egypt. Hmm. The magicians tried by their secret arts to produce gnats, but they could not. So there were gnats on man and beast. Then the magicians said to Pharaoh, this is the finger of God.
0: Mm. But Mm.
1: Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he would not listen to them as the Lord had said.
0: And there's our third plague.
1: And we need to stop there.
0: <laughs> no warning this time. Right. No warning to Pharaoh that uh, there's bad stuff coming. Right.
1: Yeah. God just says, now go and stretch out the staff and the gnats like dust. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I always wondered whether this was a direct uh, response to Pharaoh's change of mind in the previous Maybe. one. Maybe. Because there's no warning here. It's like, right. you're not going to let him go, all, although you said you would. Well, how about this? Gnats. Right. Yeah, and, and you know, and I would propose too. I've never liked the translation of gnats for this.
1: <laughs> well, an alternate translation is lice.
0: Lice, or you know, growing up, growing up in the kind of the humid East Coast, chiggers were a big deal oh, for us yeah. and Boy Scouts. You know, and they did come out of the ground. I mean, they they would be around blades of grass or low yeah, on the they ground. come up. Yeah, around and, your ankles, and they yeah. come up and they kind of eat your skin. So it's it's and, and they leave these big red welts. I mean, it's a horrible kind of thing. Well, so, if
1: you've ever walked into a cloud of gnats, you know it's just like this, like yeah. d- like dust. You cannot get away from them, and they're drawn to your breath but, and your face. But
0: gnats are not as big a problem to me as chiggers are. That's why <laughs> when I look at this, I go, man, this this feels more to me like that because that that is just a pain chiggers and lice and mites and all this kind of stuff they're horrible but and the they, imagery
1: is these tiny tiny yeah, things
0: invisible things in
1: overwhelming numbers
0: yes, yes yeah and coming up out of the dust of the earth so they're not actually flying which in the next plague we'll hmm. see they're flying they're mm-hmm. not flying here he actually points to the ground with a stick taps the ground and turns the dust of the ground into the these invisible things Things that are yeah. come up and do this. So it sounds more like ground-based kind of bugs like that.
1: Isn't it interesting though that this is what causes the magicians to say, hey, this is the finger of
0: God. Because is, they, couldn't, they do couldn't do it.
1: They couldn't do it. This is not sleight of hand. Right. This is something other.
0: So it makes me think the magicians up to this point were thinking, that's nothing. I can do that. So they don't really have much respect for what's going on because they can replicate. Right. But now they say, well, we can't do this. We so do this. they're suddenly their respect for what's going on here is suddenly heightened. And then and then they It is really uh, an admission of failure to go Mm -hmm. to Pharaoh, who's your boss, and say, uh, "We can't do this. This is the finger of God." (laughs) What do you mean you can't do this? You know, well, they
1: hadn't been able to reverse any of the stuff up until this point. So you know how helpless or helpful were they? Yeah, Yeah. all they were doing last time was
0: making more frogs. That's what we we don't need more frogs here. So all they were
1: doing was undercutting the miraculous nature of what was happening right they weren't able to reverse it or really combat it in any
0: way right and now in a funny turn of events they're the ones that are testifying to who god is right
1: (laughs) this is this This, is a god
0: this is the finger of god God. yeah Yeah. this is definitely god so uh so this is these are quite annoying in fact i that's why i always like thinking of these as chiggers if these are chiggers it's like this is this is a bad deal well chiggers bite they bite yeah and they they leave terrible itching and these big red uh, bumps i mean they're just they're just annoying i mean it's just really bad
1: well it doesn't say that but you do kind of have the impression that these were these were irritating little beasts whatever they were
0: yeah which is why which is why i think gnats is kind of a weak translation of probably what this is because that gnats don't visibly come up out of the ground either they just you know they, they swarm around swarm around yeah, yeah. so but the, this, the
1: point here is that pharaoh's heart was hardened
0: yeah, yeah and he yeah.
1: wouldn't listen even to his paid mis- magicians exactly
0: right? exactly the and people the Lord had already said that the people who he should have great respect for because they are also the conduit into the god system for mm-hmm. all these people they're the guy they're like the priest guys who have the connection to the the gods and so, so here they
1: are pointing to an other god
0: so when they say you know this is someone else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think another thing too, which is interesting, is that the the priesthood class which is these guys are in, we we're, were always in Egypt very hygienic, super, super hygienic. And so very cleanliness is a very big deal in Egypt. And so so when you have the dust of the ground which is not hygienic but when it symbolically when the dust of the ground which is dirty and on your sandals actually goes up and afflicts your body and it clings to you. Yeah, it's like it's like this unhygienic this uncleanness crawls up your legs and makes you Mm. unclean so for the magicians and for the priests it's kind of like you do everything you can to wash and keep clean but now what happens when the dirt itself crawls up on you
1: That's a that's a terrifying. <laughs> and that's thought. the imagery
0: right here. It's like and they can't stay clean. And not only that, but it's not just on people, it's on it's on the animals as well. Yeah. So, uh, it, some people speculate that even in this particular case, the fact that these came up on the animals made the animals too unclean, unclean to so, sacrifice to and some um, even to eat. Yeah. So huh. Uh, so it, and you you always look at Jesus wash people's feet because the dirt on the ground would get on their feet and all that kind of stuff. And, and slaves would do that. Servants would do now, that. No, He
1: didn't just wash people's feet. He washed his disciples. Yeah, feet. Yeah, I know. So let, you know, let's yeah. be clear here. Well,
0: that, that's exactly right. But what I'm saying <laughs> is, is that that dirt represents that kind of unhygienic Unclean. uncleanness mm-hmm. of the world. And here by him tapping the dirt and the dirt kind of symbolically crawling up on them mm. and causing affliction. Uh, he's saying, I don't care how much you try and make yourself clean. You're not clean. In fact, the dirt itself is going to crawl up on you. <laughs> That's kind of the imagery right here. Oof, that makes yeah. me shiver. Uh, I know. I know. That's why that imagery is lost if you just call it gnats. Because gnats are something I just swing away with my hand. And,
1: but Pharaoh's heart was obstinate. He would was not go for tough it. and yeah. rigid and yeah. unmoved.
0: So let's go to part two fourth plague today
1: okay verse 20 20. Then the lord said to moses rise up early in the morning and present yourself to pharaoh as he goes out to the water oh we've heard that before Ah, ah. and say to him thus says the lord let my people go that they may serve me or else if you will not let my people go behold i will send swarms of flies on you and your servants and your people and into your houses and the houses of the egyptians shall be filled with swarms of flies and Mm. also on the ground on which they stand but on that day i will set apart the land of goshen where my people dwell Mm -hmm. so that no swarms of flies shall be there that you may know that i am the lord in the midst of the earth thus i will put a division between my people and your people tomorrow this sign will happen and the lord did so Mm. there came great swarms of flies into the house of Pharaoh and into his servants' houses throughout all the land of Egypt the land was ruined by the swarms of flies
0: wow good bad, bad. you <laughs> thought gnats were bad yeah yeah this is bad, and and just to be a little bit clear here, I was curious about this. I, am I hung up on pests or what? But just
1: keep going. Let's see.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it, when you when you look at the Hebrew, which is what's kind of fun if you have a, a way to to research the Hebrew behind these things. Which, by the way, if you have a computer. Uh, aided Bible study thing will help you really well. The word here is not flies; it's just swarms. It's just it's just the word swarms. So what's up for a little speculation about swarms of
1: what? Swarming insects. Yeah, yeah.
0: and you get a little bit of insight if, if from some other passages when you go to Psalm seventy-eight forty-five. It's actually it actually talks about this event right here, and it says that in this event they were eaten, they were devoured. Right.
1: So these were biting flies. Biting flies. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: for us in the summertime, if you go out camping, you mosquito. say mosquito. And the mosquitoes are so bad they ate us to death. They ate yeah, us up. They yeah. ate us alive. Yeah. So and and so I checked out. Are there mosquitoes in Egypt? Oh, buddy, big time. Oh yeah. Yeah, big time. So this could as well be swarms of mosquitoes, which heightens for our experience. You know, flies are just something that are you know, buggy in the house. Well, they don't bite. There
1: are there are biting flies. There are,
0: but but most people experience mosquitoes, yeah. <laughs> and here if that's the case, then wow, this would be horrible. This would just be horrible. swarms well, do you swarms remember? Of them?
1: Just even last year, we were going to go out to Antelope Island yeah. in May, yeah, and yeah, we yeah. discovered not to go because it's that time that the biting flies hatch right. on the salt flats out there. Right. And they said, "Don't come out here unless you're wearing a bee suit." Yeah, yeah, because they're so bad. The biting flies are so bad. Yeah, they would disable you.
0: Yeah, and there they do have swarms of them. Right. And so, so. So this is a bad deal. This is a, it's a very deal. real picture. Yeah, this is a bad, bad deal. But it's
1: interesting that it says, now get up early in the morning and go out and meet Pharaoh as he goes out to the water.
0: Yeah, He yeah. was
1: doing that before the Nile turned to blood.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So
1: it must have been Pharaoh's habit to go out to the water in the right. morning. Now, right. what he did, why he did that, we don't know. Yeah, Maybe Egyptologists know that. I don't know that. Yeah,
0: there's speculation it was a worship devotion. But God India. says,
1: you know, yeah. get up and meet him in the morning. Don't go into his yeah. house. You meet him where he's going.
0: Yeah. But the the core of the miracle here is not the fact that there is sudden swarms, because there's always right. There was always flies, but that the swarms didn't show up in Goshen where God's people were. So it'd be like going out camping where it's got a lot of mosquitoes, right? And your campsite has a ton of mosquitoes, and the people next door have none. And you say, "Well, what are you doing?" Right? Right. And they say, "Well, uh, God protects us."
1: (laughs) So God says, "I'll set apart the land of Goshen where my people are living. There won't be any swarms of flies there." that you may know, and thus I will put a division between mm-hmm. my people and your people. You'll know that I am Yahweh, or I mm-hmm. am that mm-hmm. I am in the midst of the earth.
0: Right, 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 right. And the, you know, there already was an, ethic, uh, an ethnic division between the mm-hmm. Egyptians and uh, the people who had come down from Canaan to Jews but in this particular case god's saying but you don't understand it's much more than that these are my people that makes them different that's the division we're talking about and so as a result of that this plague is not going to visit them and this sort of hints at what's going to happen on the last yeah. plague too because there is there is a way in which the plague itself will not visit them but god says i'm going to do that here and you're going to know that these are not your people these are my, people. my people that's the division that and seems it's God who makes Thoreau's the not division getting it. exactly and i'm going to demonstrate that they're my people and tomorrow this sign Shall happen, and so that's this is interesting. Exactly what does.
1: This is the first time we find that there's no staff. There's no right, right, right. Nothing doesn't say Moses did anything. Yeah, he just went to Pharaoh and said, "Here's what's going to happen." This is
0: what's going to happen. Yeah, this is what's going to happen, and it does. And it, and these swarms are in the house of Pharaoh. But remember now, they don't have screens on their windows. <laughs> so we're talking about restless nights and all that kind of stuff. It happened to Pharaoh and it happened to his servants' houses all throughout the land. And I like what it says here in the end of 24. The land was ruined. I was yeah. fascinated by that word, ruined by the swarms of flies. Do you know that's exactly the same word that is used about Sodom and Gomorrah? it means utter destruction utter destruction it was it was ruined the land was useless basically wow. it, it, i mean the land was useless because and this is of
1: before this. the locusts
0: yeah exactly exactly so this is this is a bad deal this is really bad it is ruined as much as sodom and gomorrah was ruined these swarms have ruined hmm. egypt ruined egypt yeah hmm. if Go ahead. No, no, go ahead.
1: Well, this is the first time also that the text says, and the Lord did so.
0: Yeah, the Lord did so. Right.
1: Yeah. Prior to this, we'd had, and Moses did it, and Aaron did it, and or the Lord smote the river. But this is a pretty bold statement, verse yeah. 24. And the Lord did the so. The
0: Lord did it, so.
1: It's startling.
0: He's clearly the, the front actor. He's the mm-hmm. one in charge. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's push on and see what maybe this will change pharaoh's mind huh? <laughs> okay why don't you read yeah maybe this will change his mind verse 25 so then pharaoh called moses and aaron and said ah, that's my sound effect nice. go, go sacrifice to your god within the land so he's no, saying go sacrifice i've got a good compromise for right. you. that's what he's proposing <laughs> but you, stay in the land you can sacrifice but you know stay here what do you say you stay here so stay within the land 26 but moses said Uh, It wouldn't be right to do so for the offerings we shall sacrifice to the Lord, our God are an abomination to the Egyptians. I mean, if we sacrifice offerings abominable to the Egyptians before their eyes, will they not stone us? Uh, We must go three days journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to the Lord, our God, as he tells us, as he tells us, not like what you're proposing is a compromise. We need to go. We need to leave here and go three days out. So, um, interestingly enough, instead of mo- instead of Pharaoh saying, "Okay, you can do it," he just says, "Well, you can kind of do it, but why don't you stay here?"
1: Well, and then he says, uh, "Okay, you can go sacrifice to your god in the wilderness, but you don't go very far away. Don't go very in far." Verse twenty-eight. So, because yeah. three days out is out of sight.
0: Right. Yeah. Right? That's that's out. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, in the desert, you can travel if you're working on it about fifteen miles a day. So you're you're a pretty good ways out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you do that. So yeah, so he does. He doesn't twenty. He just reiterates his compromise. So Pharaoh says, "No, I'll let, I'll let you go to sacrifice to the Lord your God. I'm a big guy in the wilderness. Only you must not go very far. So first, it's you got to stay here and right. do it. And 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 Moses makes a good argument. No, and his best argument is that's not the way God wants us to do it. So I'm not going to do it your way. I'm going to do it God's way. And then Pharaoh inches back a little bit. And says, "Okay, you can still do your sacrifice, and you can leave here, but." Don't go very far. Stay where I can see yeah, you. Yeah, stay. So it's really a diminishing yeah. control. And
1: plead for me.
0: And plead for me, So yeah. still,
1: I'm sorry for myself. Yeah. This is miserable. Exactly. Pray for Because
0: look what I'm doing for you. So right. now that I'm doing this, now you can plead for me and say, well, God, he's being a little compliant because he's sort of coming around. So plead for me in the end of verse 28. Because I'll tell you, if this is swarms of mosquitoes, we are desperately miserable. Desperately miserable. Yeah. So then Moses responds to him in 29, responds. And Moses said, behold, I'm going out from you and and I will plead with the Lord that the swarms of flies may depart from Pharaoh and from his servants and from his people tomorrow. Only... Hmm. Let not Pharaoh cheat again by not letting the people go to sacrifice to the Lord. So don't change your mind. I'll plead to the Lord, but don't change your mind.
1: Moses is getting bolder.
0: He is. He really, really is. Can you imagine wagging your finger at Pharaoh, who's in charge of the world? Oh, he's pretty just
1: much called him on his backtracking. Yeah, yeah. So
0: don't do this again. I'm warning you. Don't do this. Don't don't cheat again. So in verse 30, so Moses went out from Pharaoh and prayed to the Lord. Okay. And the Lord did hmm. as Moses asked. Look at that. That's the same thing you pointed Again, out last time. responding
1: yeah. to Moses' prayer.
0: Yeah, the Lord, the Lord did as Moses asked and removed the swarms from Pharaoh, from his servants and from his people and not, not one, one remained. remained. Not one. Not Swarms are uncountable. I mean, they're just huge. Not one remained. And Pharaoh's response, 32. <laughs> Pharaoh hardened his heart, this time only. Also, and did not let the people go. Did not let the people go. He said you can go a little ways, and he wouldn't even let them go a little ways. He would not let them go.
1: Which makes you think, was he actually lying before, knowing that he wasn't going to let them go, or was it hmm, the minute he gets some relief, he says, oh, I'm thinking better of that. I'm not. they don't have to let them go now because yeah. the bugs are gone.
0: Yeah. Well, because in the previous plagues, when when they were taken away, they were taken away. They didn't recur. So right. it's kind of like right. thinking if I can just do whatever I can do for to take him away, right. they'll stay away.
1: I'll say whatever I have to say in order yeah. for this to relent.
0: Yeah. And, and I have to imagine to some degree, when you do that, you're thinking, well, maybe another plague is going to come, but how can it be worse than this? So if we <laughs> if we have this taken away from us, it can't get worse than this. So I'll just change my mind. I get both the worlds, both of these good worlds. I'll have my plague get taken away, this discomfort from this plague, and I'll also be able to keep the people because, I mean, what else can happen? What else can happen? You know, that could be his thinking as well. We speculate.
1: So, we, we really don't know. Yeah. But I think we should talk for a minute about this hardened heart. Again. We're back to
0: that heart. Heart, hearty, and, aren't
1: we? You know, now we've collected up a little a little list of characteristics of this hardened heart. Refusing to listen no matter yeah. what your experience Even to his tells, his tells you or listen. what the evidence is. Yeah. You refuse to listen and refuse to obey a God you can't see mm-hmm. and stay intent on his own way.
0: Yep. Even if it takes... um You know reneging on your deals and lying and i mean all that kind of misrepresenting what's going to really happen and
1: days of misery
0: yeah yeah and so his hardness is his hardness really is advancing right here so much so that he's just in a bold-faced way saying i'll promise this but i'll do something else and that hardness is starting to come out in terms of a lack of integrity about his word Uh, he wants what he wants And he's going to get it by manipulating Moses for Moses to Mm -hmm. manipulate God is how he's thinking.
1: Well, and we can begin to think now that you can and see it demonstrated in Pharaoh that you can, the word of the Lord can come to you and go in your ear
0: Mm -hmm. without
1: penetrating your heart.
0: Right, right.
1: So, you know, the question for us then is when we hear God's voice, do we hear God's voice with our heart? Are we teachable? Does it penetrate? Does well, it sink in?
0: And that's at the heart of Jesus' line that he used many times, which is if you have right. ears to hear, got then, ears? then hear. Listen up. You listen to this. Don't let just let it go in one ear and out the other. Right. If you've got ears, you need to listen right. because it's possible for you to hear but not really listen, and yeah. that's clearly what's going on with Pharaoh right here. And well,
1: especially this time, uh, and this is one of the times when it says, "But Pharaoh hardened his heart." Yes, not his heart was hardened, yeah. or the Lord hardened his heart, but Pharaoh hardened his heart, and you yeah. know, that kind of underscores we we are responsible for the condition of our heart. We can direct our heart and yeah. set our heart in a particular direction. Yeah, and
0: I, I think it's it's interesting to note that this was a hardening of his heart that resulted. Uh, I mean, he was a, he was allowing them to do the small baby step out of the country, right? Not let well, he them go entirely. didn't even let them do
1: that. He just no, I know. gave lip service But to he was it. saying,
0: that's what I'll do. And there's something about the hardening of hearts that happens when you feel like you're actually giving in some and you're being yeah. kind of magnanimous on the small things, not the big things. Mm-hmm. And then you renege on that. That makes your heart even harder than if you just let go altogether. And said, you can do this. So that that's that's a really incremental hardening. That's just a bad deal. You think you can get away with this? So I'll make small promises and renege on small promises. They're just small yeah. promises. So what's the big deal? Yeah. And it ends up hardening your heart. Yeah. It's, it's sad. It's sad. Well, we're coming down to the end of our time on this. <laughs> so what else do you want to
1: say about this particular plague? Once again, God is is uh, deliberately knocking off one or maybe more than one of the gods, so-called gods Mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. Egypt, right? They had a goddess who was the goddess of the marshes and who controlled all the, the flies and the bug life and the flying insects that were there. And they actually uh, would wear a protective amulet of flies
0: yeah, to ward
1: right. off diseases. That's right. Because they recognized flies carried disease. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, and also, I learned in some of my reading that it was not uncommon for a pharaoh to give um, awards of like a a golden fly to soldiers in honor of their oh, persistence. I've
0: heard this, yeah. Because you can Isn't
1: that interesting?
0: Uh, yeah, it's a sign of persistence, and flies do indeed have that they characteristic. just won't go away. <laughs> So, yeah. you
1: know, flies actually figure quite prominently, I guess, yeah. in, the, in the mythology of Egypt.
0: Yeah, because they're persistent. Yeah. So again, God well, is
1: demonstrating.
0: You know, in the fall for us, we many times get flies in our house and they don't bite, but they can be really oh, persistent. So and just a single persistent fly in the room can, can make, make you life miserable. Because yeah. <laughs> they dive bomb your face and stuff like that. I mean, they're very persistent. So imagine this as swarms. No matter where you mm-hmm. go, you cannot get away from the swarms. Uh, swarms of persistent pests. Ugh, mm-hmm. It's horrible. It's just horrible. Yeah. So we've completed the fourth plague and uh, we will push on to the fifth plague next time. And in this process, we document the downfall of Pharaoh and the increasing hardening of his heart, which he is self inflicting on himself as well as God giving him Mm a great opportunity to go there. And he's inflicting that on him and he's just not going to relent. He will eventually, but but we're not even halfway through no, the plagues yet.
1: But don't overlook this huge statement right in the middle here where he says, I will set apart my people yeah. right? That, that you may know that I am the Lord. So yeah. this idea of God's people being set apart for his own deliverance in the midst of something that's going to fall on everybody else.
0: Well, yeah, and that set-apartness was always central to even the first discussions. Said, Go to Pharaoh and tell him, let my My people, people. they are not your people, they are my people go. And that's going to be the contention all the way through here, where Pharaoh wants to maintain what's going on in Egypt, and he wants them to be his people he'll eventually say, well, I guess they're your people, God. And God proves it to him.
1: And when he says, I'll put a division between my people and your people, that word in other places is translated as a ransom or a a redemption.
0: A redemption. So uh,
1: that might prove to be important as these plague
0: stories unfold. Well, keep an eye out for that. So we're glad you're with us. And join us next time as we take a look and we jump into the fifth plague. And I'm Jim. And I'm Dorothy. And we're glad you're with us here on More Than Ink. More Than Inc. is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City, and is solely responsible for its content. To contact us with your questions or comments, just go to our website, morethaninc.org. Okay.